welcome to Season 2, Episode 14 of the Sajan Photography Podcast. My name is Jason Teal, and today we are going to talk about the hot topic of the moment, which will be probably gone tomorrow, and those are cherry blossoms. I know this sounds kind of like a weird topic to bring up, but if you live in Asia, particularly Korea and Japan, then you'll know that cherry blossoms are the big deal this time of year. As weird as this is, they are sort of attracting, alluring. I'm not sure if that's the correct word for it, but they draw your attention, especially as a photographer. And if you're in Korea and you're a young couple or an old couple, or if you're just simply bored, the cherry blossoms will attract crowds of people like, I don't know, moths to a flame. And that is particularly a topic that we're going to address today. And those are the crowds. But before we get into that, let's go over why these are such a big deal for photographers. First and foremost, these particular blossoms are quite beautiful, but they mark the changing of the season. And they just appear seemingly out of nowhere. And if you've ever lived anywhere around a row of cherry blossom trees, you'll know that there is just something magical about their appearance in the early spring. And also it heralds in a change of the season. So you're going from this like dead, empty space with these dead trees to blooming life that's full of color and then you have this like snow effect that happens when the cherry blossoms wither and fall off the trees. And I don't know, as a photographer, I find that the placement of these trees, be it in a Buddhist temple or along a busy street sign or in Gyeongju, it's just, I don't know, it just accents the street just perfectly. And it's just this pop of color that happens during a very short time of the year. And by short, I mean, really, like for Ulsan, the peak time was around my birthday, which is March 27th. So they started to come out a few days before that, maybe about, uh, you know, three to four days before March 27th, and then only maybe about five days after. So you have like this, maybe a 10-day period where the blossoms are out and even like only like a couple of days when they're at the full bloom to really capture the essence of these cherry blossoms. And as a photographer, you really have to play by the weather because especially like days like today where it's rainy and windy, you can't really go out. And this is what you battle with like every year because there's only a few times of the year where you get that uh, perfect blue sky with the cherry blossoms. And in particular, this year, we had a lot of micro dust and haze, and it didn't play well with this sort of vibrancy of the cherry blossoms. And again, as I said, it it's just a magical time of the year. I think due to the temperature as well, it's the first time that you can actually get out and experience nature. But as I said before, you have to deal with a lot of the crowds because everybody's getting stir crazy. A lot of people want to enjoy the moderate temperatures and the beautiful scenery. So you're going to have to deal with a lot of the crowds. And in years, say pre-COVID times, the like the Jinhei Cherry Blossom Festival, it was shoulder to shoulder people. And then you mix in every photography group, both local and expat 
coming down to photograph these cherry blossoms multiplied by the tourists and the Instagrammers and you get a mix of chaos and cameras. And it's just something that I try to avoid every year. But I'm also attracted by the famous sites because those are what get clicks. So, it, you know, it's you got to walk on that fine line of, of how obscure you want to get your shots and how many clicks you want. So that's why I think like this time of year is quite special. And be it known that as I record this, the cherry blossoms have all but gone in my area. So I'm recording this as sort of like a memoir, I guess, to the cherry blossom season of 2021. But what I want to talk a little bit about today are the best locations and sort of the best shooting practices that you can do here in Korea. So let's get started. Now, there is an ongoing debate about whether you should go to the famous blossom sites around Korea or just walk down your street because, you know, the cherry blossoms are seemingly everywhere. And if you ask a Korean, a lot of people will bring up the fact that these are sort of leftover colonial era trees that sort of were planted there as a mark of dominance by the Japanese. But they are sort of a beautiful thing. So you you do have to keep that in mind, whether there's some truth that the Japanese had planted all these trees as a sort of mark their territory, or if it's if they were planted, especially in Seoul, and then people just enjoyed them and planted them elsewhere. But the shooting practices I do want to focus on uh, before we get into the locations, because they are seemingly everywhere. Uh, anywhere you go during the last month or last weeks of March to early April, there are blossoms everywhere across. And this was something that I kept seeing coming up in the photography groups and the tourism groups of people that are saying like, how can I get to Gangneung or how can I get to Jinhae? And in the pandemic time, as I said before, you really have to be careful because I found that nothing is going to hold people back to get to these sites. And there is a big chance that you could get the COVID simply by being shoulder to shoulder with these people. So there was a lot of pushback saying, you know, if you want to get good shots, just walk down your street because that's where you're going to find the cherry blossoms. And as I was sort of poking around and trying to find new ideas, I did see a lot of great cityscape or urban style shots with these blossoms in it. And they were amazing. So the first thing I want to sort of bring up is just, you need to have sort of a sense of place and I do it. Everybody does it. And if they tell you they don't, they're lying. And that is those shallow depth of field shots or the macro shots of the blossoms. They're great. Don't get me wrong. But basically, they're just a shot of a pretty flower, maybe a bee or two in there. But when you look back at them, yeah, they're pretty, but they don't really scream springtime in Korea. So what I really want you to focus on if you're running around trying to get some shots is frame up the shots with the blossoms and something to show where it is. And one of the shots I haven't got to, but I am going to get to it, is there is a temple or convention hall or something in Gyeongju. It's a huge pagoda thing. They've kind of framed the blossoms around with a street in front of it, and it is absolutely beautiful. I know it's it's a shot that's overdone, but it 
kind of points out my my point here, and that is that you need to have a sense of place. You need to kind of show people the interaction between the blossoms and just everyday life or the picturesque temples or something to give it, you know, that little bit of magic. Because if you take that away, all you have is just a shot of a tree with a flower and a bee. I mean, that's great. Don't get me wrong. A lot of people like it, but also it's just, you know, you're really sort of narrowing down the interestingness of that shot. So with that being said, let's let's sort of talk about where to go. Now, if you do any sort of Google search or look on Instagram, you're going to get a lot of these, uh, I I don't hate them, but I do find them annoying because they take the most obvious places and make sort of the sensational crap, you know, the Adventure Korea or Travel Korea Instagram pages. And they usually only center around Seoul. And yeah, you can start there. There are a number of beautiful places, again, with that sense of place, like Gyeongbokgung Palace or any of the palaces around Seoul. And, th- and that's great. Like, I mean, if you want the classic traditional shot of Korea, you can start there. Now, working our way across the country, I heard Gangneung is the place to go up in that neck of the woods. I haven't actually seen any shots from there, but I have heard people heading out that way for some reason or something. The best places were actually, we'll start with the most popular place, and that is the Jinhae Cherry Blossom Festival, which I've been to many moons ago and will never probably return because I just don't think it's that great. I mean, yeah, sure, you got that train with the um, blossoms in it that everybody gets and you got a lot of other blossoms, but it's not really that unique in my mind. And the place that I tend to gravitate towards is usually Gyeongju because there are so many traditional spots. Yes, it's overshot, I know, but it's a big enough place and there are are a lot of spots that you can usually find your own, you know, composition. So that's my place to go. And if you're going to Gyeongju, I tend to usually start with Daewangam, stay away from the lone tree because that's where everybody will line up and go towards. And it's a nice shot, but again, it's one of those things where you're going to have to deal with tourists and Instagrammers and couples holding hands and taking forever. Uh, So when you do get that clear shot, chances are you're going to get somebody cutting in line and running up giggling and holding hands and all that garbage. So the place that I go to is there's another tomb before that, and there are some gates there that are just lovely. And inside that main tomb, there are a ton of cherry blossom trees to look at and to shoot. Now, outside of that, there's the stone wall by Daewangam, or Daerungwan, sorry. And that is a beautiful road with tons of cherry blossoms. But again, if you sort of wander around there or go over to uh, Wolchi Pond or just make your own way, there are a ton of places to see. Now, if you head out towards Bomun, the Bomun Resort area or Bomunji, which is another overshot place, has a great bunch of cherry blossom locations. Now, shooting across to the temples, again, you're going to get these great shots, particularly the front part of Bulguksa is quite covered uh, with a lot of cherry blossoms. So do check out that. But again, you can see what I'm saying where there's not just one area in Gyeongju. You know, it's not just saying like everybody will go to Bomunji 
and they'll just stand there and get that shot and then go. There's You can spread out and you can shoot all over the city and there are a ton of great places to shoot. Going into more of the urban shots, my favorite is Dalmaji Hill in Busan. This is an area that overlooks the city, but it has a great uh, road through it. It's it's an amazing place. I didn't get there actually this year because I was sort of preoccupied with a couple of other things going on. In Busan, again, there are a ton of places. Uh, the other main, I guess, cherry blossom spot is there's a road kind of on the far side of the Guangan Bridge that everybody likes to go to. But again, you're going to get these couples, you're going to get overloaded with people. And Dalmaji is the same, but at least you can sort of drive away from the crowd, stop your car or scooter or bicycle, whatever you have, and sort of get the shots that you want away from the crowds. So those are my favorite areas. Uh, some personal ones around Ulsan, out in Anyang, they have a wonderful cherry blossom walk that has just been getting better and better year after year. So that's something to really sort of check out. And sort of the last one here is Mugachan in Ulsan. I know Ulsan's not the most picturesque place to go to, but it is exceptionally well done and is very, very beautiful. So if you're down in the neck of the woods, come to Mugadong and check that out. With that being said, I'm going to wrap up this very short episode today and I will see you again next week. Well, not really see you, but I will post again next week. Thank you for listening. Take care and have a great week, my friends. Bye.